Uh, let's have a look at another issue that requires planning, and that is uh, building your shack back around the River Murray after all the flooding. There's a new set of planning rules that have been put in designed to protect uh, Murray regions from future flood events. And you can see the need, given what's, uh, what we've just gone through over the last six months or so. Nick Champion is the planning minister and joins me now. Minister, good morning. Thank you. Good, good morning, Matthew. So you're, this is uh, it's part of fast-tracking the region's recovery, so these new plans to rebuild. What does it mean for people who might own property land down there? Well, one of the things we did uh, post uh, the, the flood, post the sort of the emergency period, is to convene a, a construction task force, which had the councils on it, uh, the MBA, HIA, all the industry groups, and the insurance council. And that was basically we knew people were going to be very keen to get on and rebuild, uh, but we want to make sure that whatever gets built in the future, whatever gets rebuilt, uh, actually can withstand a one in a hundred year flood and build in that resilience at the start of, of things um, while acting quickly. So we've got a, a, a new River Murray Code Amendment. Uh, that comes in with immediate effect uh, and uh, there'll be two months of consultation as well, but the, the rules will apply from Thursday. And it just means that people can have some certainty when they go to make a new development application to rebuild their shack uh, that they can rebuild it in a way that that is, um, you know, can withstand a, a future flood event. Can they be built as close to what is, you know, traditionally, I suppose, the uh, the water's edge, or do they need to move further back? Well, I don't think we're talking about so much about moving things uh, back as as moving things up. Okay. So typically, people have, you know, their, their shack site, their their block. Yep. Uh, and sometimes it's freehold, sometimes it's leasehold. Um, and really what we're doing is talking about lift, lifting the, the finished floor, which is the, the, the bottom floor of the of the shack, uh, up uh, another half a metre in most cases to three metres. Uh, and in some cases it will go up, up to four metres, just depending on um, where the shacks are. And that means that the first floor, you know, is raised uh, and that the floodwaters can, can flow underneath it. Okay, so so underneath we've seen carports, we've seen garages, uh, people closing in empty spaces, making it a storage area, whatever. Uh, even sometimes the living area that presumably then will be not on. It's got to be open and uh, and and free flowing in terms of air. Yeah, previously you could have um, you, under the planning rules you could have removable panels um, so that people you know could cl- enclose it, but the, the panels were supposed to be removable. Of course, what happened in practice is people built in underneath their, their shacks. Yeah. Uh, and that, that happened over time and, and, you know, often without development consent, I suspect. Um, and, of course, that's what causes the problem down the track because your wiring gets soaked and, and, you know, the water can't flow through. So what we've done is said, look, you can, you can put um, roller doors along the bottom of your flat um, so that they can be raised quickly when the floods come. Um, and that people can get some level of enclosure as well to put for storage reasons and, and the like. So that's the, the compromise, if you if you like, that's been um, anticipated in this code amendment. We don't want to say to people you, you can't use that space, uh, but what we do need to do is make sure that people don't put permanent enclosures in yeah. with wiring and plumbing and, and all the rest of it. Will it be all monitored a bit more closely than in the past, where, as you say, without planning approval, a lot of people would have done exactly what you've just said. So moving forward, uh, council's going to be more onto that? Look, I can't speak for the councils, but I think um, individual shack owners 
do have to take responsibility. It's, it's them who's, you know, in the gun. Um, and so just be sensible. You know, no one's saying you, you can't use that area and, and we've, you know, deliberately put in place a set of rules that, you know, allow you to put roller doors in because yeah. they can be quickly raised and, and lowered. So I think that's a sensible compromise. Yeah. I think after the floods, people will be reasonably careful. And, you know, the ultimate sort of, um, if you like, uh, the ultimate sort of um, incentive in this will be insurance, I think. The Insurance Council of Australia really have looked to the state to provide this code amendment so that they can insure properties in the future. So, you know, there'll be a... You know there'll be a heightened uh, a heightened focus on on these shacks um, uh, with flood um, because of the most recent events. Yeah, absolutely, and and I suppose too, if people break those planning codes, it might void their insurance ultimately. Well, I think people just got to be careful and sensible. I mean, I know, we all know people who, who love the river, head up there every weekend. Um, you know, go water skiing and, and and the like. I haven't been up there since my twenties, but. You know, it's a terrific lifestyle and, and, you know, the people on the river, both who live there and visit, you know, really love the place and love that lifestyle. So it's just about, you know, um, just being a bit sensible. People who love the river respect the river's mm. kind of ebbs and flows. Yeah, all right. Um, there's uh, There was another question I had for you on all of that. Oh, the height. So you mentioned the half a, a metre higher for that that ground floor area, but then presumably the uh, the height overall can also be raised of the building. Yeah, that's right, up to eight metres. So the, everything moves up, okay. you know, half a metre, and uh, that allows for the, you know, the second story to be up to eight metres yeah. high. So we've got to be a little careful about that. Because obviously, you know, you might get into a point where you're blocking your neighbour's view and that sort of thing. So it's a balance, but you know, overall we think that this will satisfy the council's insurance council of australia uh, and of course um and 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 the neighbors is most of the cleanup over with now is it all mostly back to normal no i think it will go on for some time um obviously there's getting heavy machinery into you know inundated properties can sometimes take quite a bit of time sometimes it will be post actually post um the winter um by, before it dries out and the other issue people have of course is finding builders finding yeah. uh, you know civil contractors and the like it's uh, everybody's pretty busy at the moment yeah uh, we have had for our building industry a, a profitless boom so they, they've been very busy but haven't always had the, the resources um, you know because of price the increase in material costs so it's a tough time for our building industry and and everybody's trying to adapt to that I think a lot of the insurance workers assessment work has been done. But, um, yeah, there's still some way to go and, and it's likely that that rebuilding process will be, you know, uh, you know in, the, in the years. But what we wanted to do is fast-track the, to, you know, the application process to the planning system because, obviously, people don't want to be held up there. Yeah. They want to get on, get their plans, and then if they can find a builder, um, you know, um, they, they, they can get on with it. Mm. All right. Nick Champion, appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, Matthew.